Hi everyone, I'm Asha, an Akashic Records reader, blogger and podcaster. In this series, we will demystify the Akashic Records by bringing to you bite-sized contents on frequently asked questions relating to the Akashic Records. We will also explore topics relating to spirituality, as well as practical application, learnings and reflections in the Akashic Records. My Akashic Masters are very excited to join us in this journey. We send much love, light and blessings to all. Welcome to episode 87 of part 2 of Case Study 24, an Akashic Light Reading Session with Kari. On the fourth query, Kari asks, From very young, I always tell people that I don't have much time on earth to do whatever I want to do in this life. As I always had this feeling for the past 20 to 30 years that this could be my last lifetime on earth. This is just a very interesting thought that I always had, but I never shared with anybody. So I'm just really curious to hear what the other side has to say. They say first, they don't make any future prediction of death because we just learn our lessons along the way. Whenever it comes to an end, it is aligned to our highest good. Second, your soul makes a choice as always. Contrary to popular belief that the soul is entirely stuck in the reincarnation cycle, having no say on where they will go, how they will be born, or what lessons they will be learning. In reality, your soul does have maximum control over the situation. But ultimately, our entire goal and focus is to go back and merge as one with the source, with the universe, with the stars where we came from. So each soul then decides how to navigate their path through various lifetimes, not just on Earth, in the planets, in the different star systems and galaxies that even planet Earth we are not aware of. Even in the elemental kingdom and angelic realms as well. On a certain level, your soul has been through a number of lifetimes, floating around your existences not just on Earth, but on various galaxies as well. So when you feel that knowing within you that maybe you are done, or this is the last lifetime on Earth? Maybe yes or no. Because first, your soul has a choice. So all the way until the end of this lifetime, it is up to your soul upon passing to then connect with the highest soul and then decide where you want to go next. Second, how your soul decides where you want to go next. With a complete emergence with your higher soul, 
you will see things from a more expanded perspective. That means a more macro view to see all the lifetimes that you have lived through. What are the lessons you have learned? What are the outstanding lessons you would like to learn? And then you decide. Do I want to go back to planet Earth? Or maybe I want to try out a certain other galaxy? Or maybe I want to try being in the angelic realm for a few lifetimes? But eventually, why do most souls come back to planet Earth to be born as humans if they could? Because it is an expedited process. Why is it an expedited process in terms of reincarnation? It is because the world here is so dense. There are so many issues here. And there's the concept of time, which then slows things down. In the higher realms that you're at, things go very fast. But here, one lifetime feels like forever. And the pain also feels like forever. Here we also get to experience the full spectrum of emotions. So it is an expedited learning curve here. So the masters say, in relation to your point, your soul developed that knowing because you have been through a lot of lifetimes. But ultimately, you still have a choice and that will be made by you in connection with your higher self upon death. On the fifth query, Kari asks, Maybe just a general overview of my love life. Is there anything that the Akashic Records have to say or share? The Masters are saying that in your case, Focus on self-love first. That means love yourself so thoroughly and completely. Fill your own tank of self-love. For example, through a lot of self-care activities, holistic wellness activities, even yoga exercises, trips to nature, connection with animals, just spend your time immersed in all these things that bring you love, it may not be humans. So take this time to connect with all other things that complete your definition of what love feels like. Why? When we work on all these things, we focus on nourishing ourselves with so much love it brings us to a very emotionally balanced state. And when we're in this balanced and calm state, we start drawing in loving relationships, people who matter to us and we matter to them. It is more like a soulmate, a trusting and loving connection, rather than people who are more temporary, we're not really aligned with our own aspirations or inclinations 
not having the same set of personality that we might be looking for or traits that we might want in a certain person. For this year, go and spend time and money on all those activities that complete your definition of what loving myself feels like. Even say overseas trips, connecting with certain animals, it might sound a bit outrageous to humans' mind, but it might not be too far. How about considering, say, the inner plains of Mongolia or the like, where you replicate these large green fields, freedom feeling, and take yourself back to those times where you feel connected at one with nature. So things like that, it generates this feeling of joy and love within. And when you bring yourself to that vibrationally, whether you know it or not, your vibrational match actually goes up. And the relationships you're drawing in becomes more quality, meaningful, and loving. And they're saying that it is a waste of time now if we feel tired, exhausted, and things are all over the place. Shift your focus, create that mental clarity, and things will unfold so much better for you because you deserve so much better. On the sixth query, Kari asks, What about me and my mom's relationship, which always has been ups and downs? Kari wanted to know the root cause, to which the masters showed a particular past-life connection between Kari and her mom that is linked to this question. In that past life in an Asian family, your mother was a grandmother. Her hair was bun up and she was wearing this batik pink clothing that looked silky. She was holding this satay fan and hitting a young boy on the floor. In that lifetime, you were a young boy. She was disciplining that boy using that satay fan to hit him. There was a lot of unhappiness because first, the grandmother was tasked to take care of a grandson without the involvement of the parents. And second, the grandmother felt that in a certain sense, the boy was complaining too much and was very displeased with that. In that household, I didn't feel that it was lacking or in poverty. In fact, I feel it was quite well-to-do because the grandmother was wearing very nice pink-colour batik clothing. But somehow, there's just this general dissatisfaction about life and how it presents for both parties, for everyone. And how it affects this lifetime? They're saying that there's a lot of dissatisfaction from her part on you, how you could be, should be, and must be. 
And that is something that her soul is still trying to process and assimilate in this lifetime. Karit asks what can be done since she's so dissatisfied. So we ask the masters what exactly Karit could do. What is Karit's purpose in the relationship with her mom? To which the masters say, Create the space to upgrade the relationship in this lifetime to the next level. That dissatisfaction came over several lifetimes, from the past to the present, and she's in this complete state of unawareness of what she's supposed to learn from all this, and kind of just continuing where she left off. But in that sense, you are the fortunate and blessed one, with that mental clarity and space to see from a higher perspective how to upgrade this relationship to the next level. It might take you more patience and a certain level of acceptance of things you can't change. That means, for example. Her soul may take a long time, as there may not be enough time in this lifetime for her to fully finish the lessons. Then what can we do? Have that patience and acceptance to just be that neutral observer, to hold her in that light. The masters are saying, we are not here to say. Love her unconditionally at this stage. There's no need for that. Take it step by step. Just come to that state of neutral observer as much as you can first, and that means detach yourself from potential arguments. So sometimes it might just be minimal words, just an acknowledgement, and sure. That's it, and just kind of diffuse it. But of course, the heart has to be in a good space ourselves, because sometimes, after a hard day's work, that is the last thing that we want for ourselves. So therefore, coming to that emotionally balanced state is important for you. Filling up your self-love tank is important for you, because then you will be this battery of life that you have so much to give yourself, and also some more to assist others in their own learning, especially your loved ones. And they are reminding that as souls at a higher level. You chose your mother, and she chose you. Why? Because at a higher soul, your souls love each other so much that you're willing to be tools or items for each other to practice certain lessons. This whole world is an illusion. All these lifetimes are not as permanent. As we imagined them to be, 
But at that point of experiencing in this dance world, in this concept of time, in this pain and suffering, it feels like forever. And they get it because they are not the ones experiencing this like us now. But try as much as you can. Take yourself into this neutral observer role. That means try to detach yourself anytime you sense potential arguments coming in. There's no need to perpetuate or prolong anything. Just accept and acknowledge her opinion. Accept that in certain ways, maybe she can't change. She needs time to change. They are also saying, pray for her as well. There is the power of prayers. It doesn't have to be affiliated to any religion. The prayer from you, from the purity of your heart, that you truly want to bless her. Carrie said that she wanted to avoid arguments with her mum. But one big issue between them is that Carrie's mum would be very unhappy each time Carrie brings back an animal, be it dogs, hamsters or the like. Carrie felt that she doesn't want to forego that part of herself because it would make her very miserable if she doesn't live with animals. What is the advice from the Akashic Records and Masters? Moving out is not an option because Kari wants to take care of them. And Kari's mum needs to accept the animals. They say actually, it is not as tricky as imagined. The thing is to take yourself into this neutral observer role. As humans, we all yearn for heart-to-heart -heart connections and validations. Ultimately, she wants her views to be heard and she wants to air her dissatisfaction. She wants to air her point of view and she wants people to acknowledge them. They're saying, consider checking in with her rather than to bypass her. The framing of question is important. Consider asking her, why does she not want a certain animal? And then taking your time to kind of correct her perspectives. Because ultimately, you already have a few animals at home that have been through the same journey to make it to your home permanently. So consider enlightening her in that regard. It will take you more patience. Karee said that she really doesn't think that will happen. To which the masters reply, For now, take it step by step. There's no need to rush into anything. Just allow what we share to seep into your consciousness and feel it. Because one day, when you feel ready, you see that opportunity arises, maybe why not? 
there are always opportunities everywhere for us to take things further when the timing is right. For now, the key message is to come into that neutral observer role for you. That will really help you. And that is actually your gateway to diffusing arguments. On the seventh query, Curry asks, What is one repetitive characteristic or pattern that I need to work on in this lifetime? Pardon me if the word might sound a little intrusive. It is stubbornness. So it is something that boxes us up, acts as a veil over us, and creates a limited or even so-called tunnel vision towards ourselves, others, and the situation we are in. How to improve this issue of stubbornness? Open your mind up to different things, different people, the fact that personalities may change or improve, different causes, different ways of doing things, different habits. On the last query, Curry asked, I used to have this hamster that is very bonded with me. She follows me around the room like a dog. She sits on my shoulder while I work. She's the only one who will do that out of all my hamsters. The rest are just ghosting me all the time. She has passed last year. What is my past life or soul connection with her? Or what do I have with her so much that we're so connected in so many ways? I'm sensing it is a parent-child relationship that you used to have in one of your previous lives with her. You were the parent, she was the child. Karit asked in this lifetime, does she have some time with her hamster again? Will she come back again? To which it was received, no, but she's off to a better place. For this particular session, Kari wanted the session to focus only on reading, hence there was no healing segment. With much love and blessings, Asha and Akashic Masters. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. If you would like to read about my dialogues and reflections with the Akashic Masters, you can visit my free blog at asha-akashicrecords.com. Till next time, take care.